Hi, welcome to Race House with me, Joe Lee. And me, Darren Reeves. Uh, it's time for the Monza race review um, after an amazing weekend karting over at Forest Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, look, the sun was out. It was a dry track. I think this was the best race of the season. Action, action, action. So entertaining. Ferrari versus Red Bull. Uh, surprises and no surprises. It had it all, Darren. Well, did it? You know, I think coming off the back of the Dutch Grand Prix, for me, where the weather was amazing, we had safety cars and red flags and rain and sunshine, 20 degrees, wets and softs. Was it the most amazing race? I thought it was a normal race, but 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 Red Bull and Ferrari, it was great to see a battle. And for a team to be able to hold up Red Bull, that was uh, what I enjoyed about Monza this weekend. Ferrari were on great form. I mean, they had to be in front of the Tifosi, I think. And maybe that gave them that extra little push to push it. I mean, both drivers had a great weekend. But Sainz, I think he got driver of the day on the race day. And and deservedly so. I mean, he really was... That was the champion. We could see that kind of tiger inside Sainz, which I don't know. I haven't really seen that this season yet. Um, And that really came out. And he showed what he's got, really. Well, I t- totally agree. On on Friday, me and my boys were talking about who's going to be on the podium this weekend. And all of us had science all weekend and not Leclerc. I don't know why. We just felt it. Um, so I think it is. Um, so we're going to uh, get, you know, I just think seeing science do well, because everybody talks about Leclerc all the time and the story of Jules Bianchi, his godfather and so on. But to see science now really take control of that Ferrari at Monza and the joy he got from getting pole position was just wonderful. And I loved seeing him holding up Verstappen for half the race and then holding up Perez. By the way, they all had to go to the outside of turn one and they couldn't get past at that first chicane. Um, it was brilliant to watch and some, some of the best driving I've seen this season outside of Red Bull. And also the signs, let's not forget, like the, uh, the rivalry between him and Leclerc. I mean especially those last few laps. I mean, literally, I was thinking they're going to take each other out. (laughs) They're going to smash into each other. And they were so close at one point. Well, and I know that your your friend uh, Fred must have been like this in the pit lane. Oh, my God, don't do it. He should have said at least 10 laps before the end. Guys, the race is off. Just bring it home. Third and fourth. It's a brilliant result for Ferrari. Uh, we've beaten everybody, the best of the rest. So uh, what are you doing? But we all want to see them race. But it, it was a bit too close for my liking within a team. Science deserved that third place. Not Leclerc for me this weekend. So Leclerc should have just let him have it. But it, it was crazy racing. It was crazy racing. And you said, yeah, best of the rest. I mean, Mercedes very average weekend. We talked about Mercedes maybe coming in with more confidence. Now they've got the contract stuff done. Um, I didn't really see much brilliance. Look, Lewis had some good overtakes. Um, he had a you know a very near miss. I think he got contact as well with um, Piastri, didn't he? Was that right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So he, ca- he basically took a stupid attack into the second chicane. Uh, and it was it just wasn't on and he went for it i think he was frustrated uh, stuck behind the mclarens he feels he should be up there at least fighting the ferraris and he wasn't what, what was it for you know sixth sixth place yeah 
sixth, seventh place, something like that, or even eighth at the time. What was the point? I sort of get Leclerc wanting to fight for a podium. I get that, wanting to fight his teammate. But Hamilton, why was he fighting Piastri? There was n just for a point, nothing to be gained at all. So, uh, But what I found interesting from it was then Piastri got fastest lap once he'd gone in and changed his front wing and his tyres, uh, which took it away from Verstappen. So that may not change the championship too much. <laughs> Yeah, we, we talk about rookies a lot. Piastri is really uh, going some this season. And, um, yeah, great result. Um, uh, well, I mean, in the end, I think, uh, look, they want to be up there. All the teams want to be up there. I think he got 12th, which um, was behind our favourite new rookie, Liam Lawson. He got 11th. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, like, firmly in the middle. He's, like, uh, this is great. He's, like, the Wrexham of uh, Formula 1. He's just, like... <laughs> Jumped into this league and I, I'm I'm not leaving. I'm like I'm bang in the middle. Um, yeah, so disappointed for Mercedes. Um, I thought McLaren could have done better as well. They were looking quick. Lando had some uh, good opportunities, but um, and Hamilton. We shouldn't forget he got a five second penalty for that with Piastri. So he had to really really push to make sure he could keep that P six. Um, but uh, yeah, disappointed. I mean, look, not crazy they're five and six behind the two red bulls and the two ferraris but it's not going to be mercedes this season um it's really about red bull and yeah you know, max again uh i think we called it i think you called it your your boys called it um again another dominant triumph and his 10th consecutive um uh, race win which is a, a first in the history of formula one um there's no beat in this guy is it no, not at the moment. The combination of the car and Max and the cars built around Max, you know, with a really strong team behind Max with his dad and his manager and so on. It's, it's, I think it's everybody else has got to look at that and go, what are they doing right? How can we beat it? Um, and they will. Uh, but the thing is, with the, with the Red Bull at the moment, it's great on the, on the long straights and it's great into the fast corners. It's great into the slow corners. Every other team has got bits of that right. And Williams, for me, with the, the, the f they're pretty much fastest down the long straights in every speed trap going. Um, and what they've brought to the car now is in those faster corners. We saw it at, at, at um, Zandvoort last week. They're really coming together. So Albon coming seventh again is just a brilliant result for Williams. And he's driving the socks off that car. But in those fast tracks, like Monza, I expected to see Williams do well. Uh, probably be right in there with Mercedes and Ferrari this weekend, which, as we can see from it, they are. But Ferrari, were, Ferrari even, were better than I expected this weekend. And that is, gives me hope now for the rest of the season that they can actually take that to Singapore, which is, I think, the toughest, most physical race of the season for drivers, and really take Red Bull on. Hold them up. You know, it's a street track, so it's harder to pass on. Than Monza. Monza has those DRS zones that you just do do it. But no, I'm 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 really hopeful that Ferrari can take it to Red Bull again and hold them up for longer than they did this weekend. What Red Bull isn't just about Max. I think we, we kind of think Max the whole time. We forget about Perez. Um, he did a great job uh, this weekend. You know, P two. Um, he really got up there, and the strategy was better than we saw in Holland. Um, Still lots of questions surrounding Perez, but I think it's really unfair, actually, because he's P2, he's P2 in that race, he's P2 in the driver's stand-ins. Um, you know, he's doing the job. There's two guys in the team. One is incredible, Max, and the other is 
is second place in the championship. I mean, what is so wrong? I, is it because Checo thought this could be his year and he wants to compete against his uh, teammates? He's not going to be that what, what Bottas was to Hamilton. And I think that is the problem. I think Max would rather have a Bottas than someone who's going to be competing against him, which you see in Ferrari, you see it in McLaren at the moment. I'd say you see it in Mercedes as well. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, for me, uh, Perez really did think at the start of this season where they had two wins each, maybe into the fifth race as well, uh, and in, when we were in Monaco, he really felt he could take the championship to Max this season, and he really believed it. If he didn't believe it, he shouldn't be in Formula One. But, of course, then what happened over the beginning of the summer and throughout the summer right up until now is it's really shown that Max is the favourite in that team. Perez is expected to come second in every race. So when he doesn't, it's, it's almost a failure, even third in that Red Bull. So, and, and they're meant to be identical. So the difference can only be the driver. And I, th I, I actually wonder how long Perez will put up with that situation rather than Red Bull put up with that situation. They expect him to be second. Uh, but he's, he's a great driver. I've always loved him. I loved him when he won at, in Bahrain with Racing Point. It was just brilliant. That was his first race win, which really got him, I think, that Red Bull drive. Uh, I'd love to see him in a car where he's number one again. Uh, 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 but it's never going to be Red Bull. What about Lando? So, in the Red Bull. Lando in the Red Bull would I be amazing. That's, but That's the rumour at the moment. They're good friends, it yeah. seems. You know, they've been photographed together a lot. There's a lot of questions, a lot of rumours. You know, a lot of the interviewers and TV pundits are always asking them about it. I mm. think Lando would be a really good fit. He's under contract, obviously, from... Um, uh, McLaren. Um, I don't know when that expires, um, but I think it's still a good couple of years. Um, yeah. So they'd have to buy him out. I mean, are they that desperate to get another driver in when they've got P1, P2? Red Bull have just run, the team Red Bull have just won 15 consecutive races, which um, is the first as well. Um, that's F1 history. Why do they need to get a new driver? Is it just the world of F1 needing something to talk about? I think as I said just now, I think Red Bull are happy with the situation. I think Max is happy with the situation. So the question is, is how long will Perez stay happy with the situation? Just coming second, and that's but the best he can do. If if uh, and, and that's another reason why I think Lando may stay at McLaren. Because if Lando goes to Red Bull, is he still going to be second best to Max? Whereas McLaren, the trajectory they're on right now, I think, you know, we, we want to see Lando world champion and take Max on, and I think he's more chance of that in a different team than in the same team. I think that's right. I think you could argue he's the number one driver at McLaren, um, and Piastri's going to keep him on his toes, but certainly he's, he's the star there, and you're right. He's going to, you know, if he tries to compete with Max, if he goes to Red Bull, again, that could end in disaster. You're going to see yeah. what happened with Sainz and Leclerc. Yeah. And, and we forget all of these guys are racing drivers. They're there to win. They're not there to, oh, I'm going to be second. Um, and that's, I think, that's why Valtteri was so, so important and so rare to be that support guy for Lewis. Um, you know, he was very gracious. He would let him go any time um, he needed to pass him. 
you know, there was that teamwork and Valtteri knew his role. Um, I think we're seeing that less and less. You know, we're seeing drivers who are kind of get itchy for drives. You've got guys on the sidelines. Mick Schumacher must be thinking, well, when do I get to go? You know, um, yeah. maybe he thought, well, Lewis might do one more year and then I'll be in there. I mean, Mick might have to look at his options. Perhaps Alpha Tauri. Maybe that's something. But I, I don't know. I think Mercedes and the Mercedes ecosystem would try and keep hold of Mick. So what do you think about Mick? I think Mick is going to struggle to get a drive in the next couple of years now that uh, George and Lewis have signed their two-year contracts. Lewis says he's got unfinished business to do. George is the up-and-coming Brit who's learning everything from Lewis, and he couldn't be in a better place. It's a really strong driver lineup, and Mick's there now as third driver. Is he going to get in? Only as much as Ricardo and Lawson might have, uh, have done. Do I think you'll go to Alpha Tauri? I, I just think with Ricardo and Lawson and Sonoda as an option, I can't see him going there either. So I think we're going to sit and wait for Audi to come in in 2026. German team, German driver. That's where there's more chance uh, of, of where I think we could see him at that point. And with Mercedes at the moment, he's still with German team, so being looked after. So uh, that's that's really what I see happening with Mick at the moment, just sitting there waiting for 2026. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, the German. I mean, they sell a lot more T-shirts, you know, uh, with, and caps, uh, especially with his name Schumacher, which is you know, it, it's obviously it's a blessing as much as a curse because he wants to be his own guy and his own driver, yep. um, and he just needs to have those chances. He needs to be able to get on. I mean, look. It didn't do great at Haas. That that was that was obvious, um, but it would be great to see him, you know, uh, in action at some points. Maybe well, he well, will. Maybe we'll see it. I don't know. Gone. I, I was shocked actually. We were talking in the car the other day, listing all the Grand Prix, and suddenly I went, "There's no German Grand Prix this year," and it wasn't. What was it? Ten right. years ago, we had Hockenheim and Nurburgring because of Michael Schumacher, his dad. There's no German Grand Prix, and that's a big shock to me. Uh, you know, and I, I hadn't even noticed because the biggest calendar rule, you think, my God, we're at every track around the world. But there's a few that I'd like to see. I want to see South Africa come back at Kyle Army. And, uh, but I think with the well, American ones I think ones we need an in, African... Yeah, we need an African Grand Prix. Uh, India would be great to have that back, you know. Um, yep. But... It gets political and it gets about money. I mean, I would love to have Portugal back. And uh, we went to the Portuguese oh, yeah. uh, Grand Prix during COVID, which was amazing. And I actually think it's one of my favourite ever tracks because from pretty much any angle, you can see about 70% of the action um, from the grandstands or from the tower. Um, it was just, it was like a massive scale electric set just right in front of you. Um, and I know MotoGP is still there, I think. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'd love to see Portugal back F1. So if you could bring it back, that'd be great. Well, Joe, um, we, we did Portugal in 2020, which was the only paddock club of that season because of COVID. So we felt it to be so special to be part of that one-off event really with we had people in the stands as well we were in the tower in the middle and it was a total joy joe for you and i to spend it together as well and uh, and being part of that and to you make just, it sound just, so romantic it was romantic <laughs> joe we were at the top of the tower it was romeo and juliet meets rapunzel uh 
but the, the thing is, it was, and, and, and Formula One, for me, has that magic about it when you go to the circuit and you're seeing the best, the pinnacle of driver skill and ability and technology within the cars with race circuits that are just awesome. And Portugal is an awesome circuit, Portimao. We definitely need to see it back on the on the circuit, but there's too many races for the drivers and the teams. You know, the pit crews and the uh, all the staff they they're away from their families. You, you know, it's too much for one person to do mm. now. So uh, you, you, People forget you know, that. But yeah, and if they're listening, you know, um, Darren and I have worked in Paddock Club for uh, for many years and um, about a decade between us, and you know. Sometimes with these back-to-backs and the triples, you are gone a long time. And, you know, you've got kids and you've got family and everything. Yeah, it, it is a, a real strain of that. And most teams and most uh, people who work with one do come back to their home country. So if they're based in the UK, they'll go to one race and maybe come back, go to another, come back for two days. That happens a lot. Um, and, you know, some of the people I know, the the based in Canada, they're in Montreal or somewhere. So they're flying all around the world all the time. Um, now, they are going to this like the Asian section now. We've got Singapore, we've got Japan coming up as well. Japan, important, because it could be, I think, the earliest race that Max could win the championship. Yep. If nothing goes wrong. Um, and uh, then we're over, I think, to the States. I've got the calendar in front of me. Vegas is going to be a crazy one. I think what we should do is do a separate episode about all the different tracks and our and our favourite ones. Oh, um, for sure. And but Abu Dhabi as well. And Abu Dhabi, I just mentioned, was my first ever Grand Prix. Um, I just found my pass actually today, and it's 2014. Ooh. So that was my first. Oh, Joe. Well, listen, I'm actually going to Abu Dhabi Grand Prix this year, and it's my first time I've been. So uh, so I'm looking forward wow. to that. Yeah, so uh, that's... Maybe I should come. Maybe I should come and see you out in Dubai in Abu Dhabi. We need to make it work, Joe. We definitely need to make that happen. If if you subscribe to the channel, then Darren and I will go to Abu Dhabi and we will do our podcast from there. So you heard it first. Um, and uh, we're, no, we're looking forward to these races. And all of them have a different flavour. All of them have different setups for the cars. For the fans as well, you can expect a very different experience at every single one and seeing that just the army instead of, instead of the army orange it was a red army you know with the flags and just those amazing italian fans um i think do you think that's what gave it the boost to ferrari this weekend well do you know what? i was listening to my friend fred vasseur uh this weekend on a little <laughs> interview and he that's said it's... the thing about ferrari yeah, yeah the thing about ferrari is you go to Italy, you go to Monza, it's full of Ferrari fans. You go to Spain, it's got Alonso fans and Ferrari fans. You go to Britain, it's got Hamilton fans and Norris fans and Ferrari fans. You go to Holland, it's full of Max fans and Ferrari fans. You go to America, it's got Ferrari fans. The thing with Ferrari is it's everywhere. You know, it's it's everybody loves Ferrari and it's it, it is what Formula One has been all about. It's the only team to have done every race. So I think we all feel something special when we see Ferrari do well. Every driver wants to drive for Ferrari. I tried to go with the closest T-shirt I've got in Ferrari colours. A little bit dark, but they did have a car one season a bit darker. So uh, so, every, so <laughs> I, I, I the romantic going back to the romance, Joe, of Formula One. 
Ferrari is the romantic team. And to see them up there this weekend, give, giving Red Bull as much as they've got, uh, I think is a total joy to watch. And I do wonder if they actually set the, you know, designed this car around Monza. But again, listening to Fred Vasser uh, talking about it, he only came in at the beginning of the season. So the design of the car... He's had nothing to do with at all. He's been given this car and this driver lineup and this team to to shape. So I think he's really just putting things in place for next year, and we'll really see what he's brought to the team next season. Yeah, definitely. He has inherited this team. Uh, I, I saw that Benotti was actually there. Um, uh, obviously, it kind of has to be, but he was mooching around um, to see what was going on. Um, maybe seeing if there's any jobs about. I don't know. You never know. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, Ferrari is to such a, a great mark. It's true. I've never thought of that. You know, Ferrari is everywhere. And um, it, it's true. It's that romance. It's because I think whenever you see a Ferrari on the street, you know, in town, it's a moment. It's like, oh, wow, that's yeah. a Ferrari. And you stop and you see it go past, you know. It's kind of like for, for decades, it's been like that is the top car. That's the, the best of the best. That's the top supercar. And that is what Ferrari about. The best of the best. Everything has to be the best. Um, look, if Fred has had a hand in this, I don't know. But, you know, again, like McLaren, their graph is going this way. Um, let's see what's going to happen in Singapore. Uh, we will do a Singapore preview. But as you said, it's a very um, challenging race. It's a very uh, physical race. Um, as well, do you think that some of these drivers will, you know, react better than others to Singapore? Well, I, th I think no knowing that it's one of the most physical races for drivers, I think that's probably a good reason why Alpha Tauri will stick with Lawson and not bring in Ricardo too soon. Uh, Lawson's done some great results. He's actually had a better first two races than Ricardo, and I think that uh, I think we'll see him back in there because of this. Um, really tough race especially on the hands you know the gripping the hands so um I, I i love the fact it's at night as well for singapore so it brings in that different atmosphere and that feel the street factor with it all as well but um one thing that i always remember singapore for is when nelson pk crashed in the in the little bridge tunnel section under the hotel in fact i stayed at that hotel i can't remember which one it was now but um but he crashed in it in 2014, uh, 2008, Hamilton's first year. And that's why Felipe Massa is taking Formula One, the FIA, to court for not winning the 2008 championship. So y when you see that them go under the, under the hotel, look back at that Nelson Piquet crash because it was all done on purpose. But Flavio Briatore, I, th I think, was part of it, and Max Mosley and Bernie Eccleston, and they never did anything. They said, oh, that's racing. Yeah, it's, it's easy to look back with hindsight, and Massa, mm. I mean, I, I saw Eddie Jordan said that they, it must have been eating at him for, for all this time. Um, but, you know, Briatore, you know, the orders came from him. As a result, he was banned from F1. Um, and I think rightly so, actually, because, you know, yeah. The problem is when you break the integrity of the rules, then you know it's just a anything can happen. It's complete farce. Um, look, we saw this in twenty twenty one as well. The rules were, I think, he they were still within the rules with all the massive stuff. 
But still, it wasn't the rules, and that's hence why we haven't seen Michael Massey uh, since. Um, but yeah, that Bria story, you were, I can't believe you were there for that crash. Um, and yeah, you were always there for like the historic moments. I mean, you were there in Spa when they did two laps. You know, you're there yeah. for the PK crash. We haven't got round to the okay. Frank Williams barbecue story yet, but we'll we'll get round to that at one. We one have time. to that we have to do that one, mate. <laughs> Two thousand and four Australia Grand Prix. Note that one down. <laughs> well, I, I, so I'll tell a little story about Max. Um, I met Max uh, at Silverstone, and I think it was on the Thursdays about three years ago, four years ago, perhaps. And um, we, because uh, everyone watching, uh, Darren and I work in music and events, so we were doing event support for the um, the Paddock Club upstairs, and we were, had to build this huge stage to put this band on, and we had musicians and everything. And uh, I was downstairs with the guys loading the stage, and they had the big freight elevator. So we stacked the stage on the side, and the guys were bringing everything in. And then uh, I just see this guy in a cap, he's just like leaning on the stage like this. I said, oh, Excuse me, guys, sorry, can I just grab? Sorry, he goes, Oh, okay, yeah. He's with his team, and I was like, Okay, we need to get the stage in. And then um, uh, we put it in the, in the lift. Then we go, I go back to more to get more stage in, and Max is there again leaning on my other bit of stage. And I said, sorry, man, look, I need to get this in. He goes, oh, oh, right, sorry. And his team looked at me like, don't you know who this is? But I'm like, it's military timing. I've got to get this stuff loaded with my team. And so uh, apologies to Max there for making him stand in a different position. But um, uh, I've since had a letter from him and his team apologizing for his conduct about um, <laughs> resting on my staging, I wish. Um, but uh, yeah, that was my encounter with Max, uh, telling him to get off my stuff. <laughs> oh, man. And these moments are moments that we'll treasure forever. Look, we're talking about it now, you know, and uh, these, these guys are absolute gods in our world. You know, they are the pinnacle of what we all wanted to achieve as a child. And uh, you and I get to share a little bit of those moments and uh, opportunities working in Paddock Club and around the world. So uh, we, we must continue it's, telling it's, these uh, stories. These stories will continue and we have plenty more in us as well. And um, very briefly, I'll just mention that uh, look at the YouTube views. We had our most, a second most um, views on a video for interviewing oh. Lucas, uh, your son. Over at Forest yeah. Edge, he was talking about his dreams and ambitions of becoming an F1 driver. Uh, he's in karting at the moment. Um, but can you guess which little snippet of video got uh, the most views? Well, when you say a little snippet, did uh, I, I, I'm not quite sure. I'm guessing the bit with him in it from what you're saying, but go on. Yeah, we made some YouTube shorts and uh, of, of the video. Ah, I've not even the seen them, Joe. I need to see You them. haven't seen the shorts? Oh. No, I have, I've been busy, Joe. I've been busy. <laughs> no, you have been really busy. Carting. You've been carting. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, so this YouTube shorts are up. But uh, so the one with Lucas got like a, a solid 50 views, which was great. But the number one mm -hmm. video, uh, Snippet, the shorts, um, was me being attacked by a wasp um, <laughs> whilst we were chatting. It's got 1.8 thousand views. Stop it. Stop it. Unbelievable! Really? Nearly two thousand views of me being attacked right. by a wasp, and and yeah. So if you've watched the video and you've made it to the end, thank you for listening to our uh, <laughs> our podcast about yeah. Formula One. Um, we will try and put some fun moments in as well on YouTube Shorts. Um, uh, but unfortunately, there's nothing here to sting me with, so you have to wait till the next episode. 
mate. We're, and where we'll be, we don't know. Where we'll be, we don't know, and um, but we want to hear your comments. So again, please like and subscribe, and uh, hit the bell icon. Follow us uh, on Instagram as well. We're on Spotify and all the other channels, and uh, we will see you again uh, for more and more content. And uh, but for now, it's bye from myself, and it's bye from me in front of my two ovens. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Sal. See you again soon. Bye for Take now. Care.